Well, howdy, roofers. Welcome to Roofer Growth Hacks, a podcast that is dedicated to highlighting those in the roofing industry, learning how they overcome their growth challenges with creative growth hacks and connect them with others in the roofing industry. I'm your host, Chris Hunter, founder and chief marketing officer of RoofingSites.com. I'm also the author of The Ultimate Guide to Digital Marketing for Roofers. Got a little story for you, roofers. Paul Sandeman, CEO of Contractor Staffing Source and longtime coach within the contractor space, shares with us on this episode on how to recruit and retain top talent for your roofing company. So be sure to listen up as Paul shares some really awesome growth hacks. All right, roofers, we have a special guest here today. Uh, we have Paul Sandeman with Contractor Staffing Source. I am so excited about this uh, and it is a very hot topic for any contractor, much less y'all roofers out there. You know, it is so hard to find, attract, keep good people, right? So Paul here is going to give us all sorts of tips today on how to do that. Thank you so much for coming on here, Paul. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. So to kick this off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your entrepreneurial journey? Where did this whole thing start? Where are you now? Okay. Well, I started a long time ago. I'm an old guy, right? I've been, I've been literally, my wife, Christine Spiney, I've been coaching for 50 years, which is sort of a scary thought, right? <laughs> Don't do the math. It's, it's really scary, right? So, but I married my trainer, so I stayed in good shape. <laughs> uh, that's like pre internet at that point, right? 50, yeah. It was 50 like, I, mean, I, I was when, when I had to convince contractors to use cell phones. I mean, I was during pager time. So we're talking wow. way back, right? And wow. I've been dragging contractors technology for 50 years. It was cell phones. Then it was, you know, I not want to use a cell phone because it disturbs a piece of my truck. And then internet's just, you know, a flash and email's a waste of time. Websites are no good. And then right. I finally went to, you know, what is it? Construction-based software. My latest one is AI, right? Dude, this is going to change the world. Nah, it's just a fad, right? So anyhow, I spent my life driving, you know, dragging contractors technology. So I've done, I've literally coached thousands of clients, as curious as that wow. seems, right? Nice. And That's cool. mostly construction companies between two and 25, 30 million. I've had a couple okay. of 100 million, a couple of two guys in a truck, but most of them have been a million to like, 15 million. I say I earned 10 million the hard way, an hour at a time. <laughs> so it took us a long time. So what happened was about, oh, three years ago, I could get businesses pretty much consistently from a million to 10 million. I did all the time just because I was really yeah. good at marketing, that kind of thing. But yeah. the problem was they couldn't find their people. And so okay. they would literally fire me because they go, you guys are great, but I can't do the work because I haven't got any people to do it. So, you know, it was good. This right? Sounds really familiar. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so I said, okay, I got to fix it. So my first thought was, okay, Chris, I'm going to come up with some really cool software. So I found some really good applicant tracking system. That's a way of automating recruiting. I found some really good assessments. I found all this stuff and I gave it to my consulting clients, right? They totally screwed it up, right? <laughs> right. And I said, okay, fine. So I put a guy in my garage and said, okay, what I want you to do is just do it on a monthly fee, help my coaching clients do this because they suck at it. Well, that was three or four years ago. Now I have like 25 people on the team. I recruit for 350 companies. I wow. get, I had 400 help positions any one day. We go to two to, th we go through two to 3,000 resumes a week. Wow. And we usually takes 250 resumes to find the right guy. I've got, I'm using a lot of AI and I'm using a lot of offshore labor. So I can yeah. find, I've got people in Venezuela, you know, all literally every place in South America, Taiwan, Germany. Because I find really good people, they're a little less money, and they're really good. Using offshore labor and AI, it's the way to go. 
because we yeah. deliver a really cool service. I think we charge like 1200 bucks a month now and you can't even do it yourself for that. So that's what we do. And I've learned a lot about recruiting the last three years, right? I mean, when you, when you grow a company from one guy to 25 guys, from no clients to 200 clients, you learn a lot, right? Yeah. So I can sort of go through my experience, if you want to, of, of what are best practices in AI, because you can do it yourself. And I know how to do that now. If you're happy to tell your listeners, you know, what they need to do. Absolutely. I think that, you know, let's dig in on that and see what hopefully some of y'all that are listening to this are actually using AI in your business at this point. But well, if, it, you know, if you're not quite you know, sure how to use that for recruiting. Sort of, you know, Chris, AI is like sort of like abortion. You know, they're either for it or against it. It's like yeah. it's like this emotional thing, right? Yeah. Because yeah. either it's going to destroy the planet or it's going to save the planet. And there's right. like two schools of thought, right? I'm going to go with the save the planet because I can't fix it anyway. So yeah. I'm an AI fan. But I, I put AI, put, you know, there's there was fire, there was electricity, and there's AI. I, I think it's that kind of thing, right? Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I like to tell my clients that it's like, uh, you know, it's like a air hammer, right? For for the roofers was for, right. you know, I mean, versus a, a, an actual it's, hammer. It's the same thing. I mean, literally, you're not going to be an excavator and use a, a shovel these days. No. It's not going right. to work, right? Right. Exactly. So it's the same kind of thing. You either get on board or you're run over, in my opinion. Exactly. It's computers, so, you know, 20, 30 years ago, right? Right. Well, I, as I said, I've been drawing contractors forever. It's really easy to get contractors to spend money on stuff trucks and cool stuff. you know so they can go to home depot and go crazy right you yeah. get them to buy software or marketing or recruiting and they go nah 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 yet you know <laughs> when you think about it chris the most important thing is your clients right mm-hmm. and your team and yet they have no problem spending money on a truck but you yeah. ask them to spend money on recruiting and marketing and they go nah 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 right mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely in, in this business if you have great clients and you have great team it's easy if yeah. you have sucky clients and a sucky team, it's a miserable occupation. Absolutely. So I recommend you do both all the time. I'm going to go through a couple of myths I find out. One is only recruit when you need someone, okay. right? Which is absolutely not true. No. Right? You should be recruiting all the time. But how many contractors do you know, Chris, actually have a recruiting budget and a marketing budget? Yeah, not very many. Not no. very many, which is, no. come on, it's basic business, right? So right. you should recruit all the time. Most people, you know, another myth is, employees are expensive. I'll hire that guy once I get the work, right? And I go, dude, you don't get the work until you hire the guy. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a chicken or egg issue. So yeah. what happens a lot of times is they wait too long. I mean, they say, well, I can't afford the person. You can't afford not to hire the person. As far as I know, Chris, it's really difficult make, to make money in construction without employees. Oh, absolutely. Right. You know, and I look at people that are good. I think Elon Musk is a genius, not because he's really smart, but he's good at building teams, right? Yeah. yeah and you're only sure. as good as your team. So your ability to, to build a team is key in running a construction business. And so employees are not expensive. They're the best thing you're ever going to invest money in. Again, it's easier to again, buy a truck than it is to hire a you know, salesman or a project manager. Next one, we can do it ourselves. No problem, right? I put an ad in Indeed. How hard can this be? You know, the people come in and then I call them a week later and see how it's going, right? It's like customers, right? If somebody calls you on the phone and what's their rear roof, are you going to wait a week and a half to call them? Probably oh. not. Right. <laughs> right. It's the same thing. There's an internal sale, which is to your team. You're trying to find good people. And there's an external sale, which is to your customers, but they're both a sale. And yeah. so you got to be fast. You got to be accurate. You got to have something really good to offer, whether it's the client or your team members. 
So you can do it yourself. I don't recommend it. I mean, you don't fix your own car probably anymore. You don't fix your own computer. You probably, you don't do your own taxes, right? Right. And we can do it way better and cheaper than you can do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have a monthly, if you have 200 bucks, I can find all the cool people you need for 200 bucks a month. You can't do it for that. That's because I'm using offshore labor and AI. We go through 250 resumes to find a guy. You want to spend your days going through resumes? Probably not. Right? No way. Yeah. So it's a myth. We can do it ourselves. That I don't think is true. All right. Next one. Recruit within the construction industry. That's a big mistake. Interesting. Because people go all the time, well, they need to have construction background. They go, why? Well, because I need a project manager or a tech, whatever. You You can train people. You know, you can't, you got to hire the right person. Who they are is way more important than what they know. Because you can't fix who they are, right? Yeah. And so what happens, I think people should have training programs because I'll give an example. During the uh, the pandemic, when we were there, not too long ago, right? Yeah. The, the entertainment, the hospitality industry was devastated. It was just killed, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to hire an office manager or a project coordinator, think about a wedding planner. Now, a wedding yeah. planner, who's a, a wedding planner gets a whole bunch of flakes together and makes everybody happy. It's sort of like construction, right? I mean, you got the band, you got the flower person, you got the venue, you got the caterer, you got all these sort of semi-flaky industries. They've all got to show up at the right time, do the right thing. It's got to look really good and everybody needs to be happy. Does this sound like remodeling? Yeah. Right? I love that. Yeah. So we have got some amazing wedding planners to be project coordinators. Hmm. And the good news, the hospitality industry doesn't pay very well. Yeah. Right? So we got these, I probably placed 10 of them in construction companies. Interesting. So don't think it has to be in your industry. Who they are is way important than what they know. You can train okay. people, but you can't fix who they are. Okay. Next is the myth is hire fast, fire slow. Mm-hmm. Most contractors are desperate, right? And they don't hire oh, until absolutely. they need somebody. Like they got a project, somebody quits. They go, oh my God, they put an ad in, you know, indeed, run, I'll hire the first warm body, right? Yeah. Now, usually it's the world's worst employee, not bad enough to fire, good enough to keep, right? So they get in the organization and then they don't have the emotional guts to fire the person because they're not that bad. Right. Mm-hmm. So they start working for you. And let's say they only lie once in a while, but you never know when they tell the truth. They only show up late once in a while. Right. They only steal things occasionally. Right. So what that does is it brings the entire standards down for your company. Because yeah. people, oh, he shows up late. I can show up late. He lies. Yeah. I can lie. Right. He only stole one thing. I can steal something from the company. It's only a nail gun, whatever. Right. No big deal. Right. So what happens, it brings your old company down. So right. the truth is, you should. Hire slow. Take your time. Find the right people. I go through a process. You do that. Don't hire. Hire slow and then fire fast. If somebody is like, I had a guy literally says, well, he was drunk on the job three times. Should I fire him? Like, are you kidding me? Yes. (laughs) Like, come on, you know, or he lied on his time card, but only once in a while. I mean, come on. So you fire fast. Now, in some states, firing is really difficult to do. So you lay them off. But Mm -hmm. The thing is, don't let the world's most employees stay. I have one rule of thumb. If you have a company and you had to shut it down and start it over, right? You have a company, don't you, I think, sir? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you have your company. The question after you, Chris, is if you started your company over right now and everybody's laid off, is there any 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 person that you wouldn't rehire? None of them. They don't be hired. Okay. Yeah. That's good. If you have a person you wouldn't rehire, you should fire mm-hmm. them. 
Right. That's sort of a rule of thumb to go by. Love that. The last one is recruiting is a project that has a beginning and middle. And most contractors, their brain, they, they're really bad at delayed reinforcement. They suck, right? Mm -hmm. So they figure everything out at the beginning. I show up, I roof the house, and I leave. We're done, right? So they look yeah. at the whole world that way. They look at marketing that way. Yep. They look at yep. recruiting that way. And they think in terms of beginning, middle, and end, which is a project mentality, not a process mentality. So they start marketing, they give up before it actually works. Mm -hmm. They don't hire somebody until after they need them. Yep. And then they're done. I mean, the biggest problem I had in my company, Chris, was we're really good at what we do. Okay. So yeah. people would go out there, they need a project manager, a carpenter, you know, whatever, a technician, HVAC guy, whatever they needed, in case of roofer. We would find all their people, it took us three months, we'd be done. Mm -hmm. Then they'd quit. I go, dude, it's like, you should always be recruiting, you know? Yeah. I've got a I couldn't convince them. So I, I fixed it. So I fixed it, Chris. I said, okay, it's three thousand bucks a month if you want us to do it monthly, but it's twelve hundred bucks a month if you commit for a year. That's yeah. all I could get them to change, right? Yeah. So make it so financially advantageous, they go, okay, fine, I'll do it for a year. Because you should be recruiting all the time. Absolutely. I've got a coach that uh uh tells us, you know, and we're agent he's an agency coach, but right. you know, same same ideas that you should always be building your bench, right? Always be building right. your bench. Get those, um, you know, recruits in, and and build that bench so that when that person does leave, boom, you've got another right. person. Well, there, place to now I don't know any successful sports team that doesn't have recruiters and scouts, right? Right, right. You know, and every you NBA have the bottom ten percent of any organization, right? Yeah, and yeah. so they need to go, and you need to replace them with people like the top ten percent, so you can keep building your team. And that you, got you your have first to have a and bench. second string, right? Your right. first you and second string. You've got to have your A right? team and B team. That's so right. you should be recruiting all the time. Everybody mm -hmm. listening to this, you should have a marketing budget. January, guys, think about this for ladies. Yeah. You need a marketing budget, which could be three to five percent of your gross. Oh, I saw marketing budget, and you need a recruiting budget. Yeah. You know, that's your two most important yeah. things your team and your clients. Spend a little money to get the right ones. So I'm going to go through what I think is best protocol if that works for you, Chris. Yeah, let's do okay. it. So Number one is the art of writing a good job ad. Okay. Now, I don't think you can see my computer now because that may not work, but I'll just tell you. Chad GPT, your new best friend, right? Yes. I mean, you want to write a job ad, just say, I need a roofing technician in Washington, D.C. and tell them exactly what you sent. Write me an ad and you can write it in Spanish. You can write it in Portuguese. You can write it in like Shakespeare. You can write it funny. You can write it complicated. Now, I did one really interesting thing. I was writing collection letters, right? Just for fun. Uh -huh. And so I said, write a collection letter kind of attorney and a big wrong company. I said, write a collection letter like a, you know, a contractor collection letter. I said, write a collection letter like Shakespeare. It was very interesting. They said, write a collection like the mafia. And it says, we know where you live. You need to pay uh -huh. us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's awesome. I so, love that. You know, it's a great tool for writing job ads and writing job descriptions. And it's virtually free. Yeah. So I highly sure. recommend you get on ChatGPT and play with it and write some good job ads. All right. And okay. then next. Where do you post a job ads? The answer is everywhere. Like yeah. when we do, we do recruiting, we put it on a hundred different job boards. We put it on LinkedIn, Facebook. Wow. We put it everywhere in the Plano, Zip Recruiter, you know, even Craigslist. Every, we put the ad everywhere. It all goes into the ATS immediately. And secondly, we have a database about 25,000 we can search. We also have um, 
we can search since we're recruited, we can search the databases. You can't do that. We can literally go into Indeed and Monster and actually search those databases. But put it everywhere. Even post it up at Home Depot or something on the board, you know. Yeah. Call your friends off. Put a biggest, widest that you can. Placing an ad in Indeed does not qualify as everywhere. All right. Yeah. Next, this is really key, Chris. Respond in minutes, max nice. hours. All right. Yes. Just yeah. like a sales lead. All yep. the good people are gone by the time you get there. Mm-hmm. Typical contractor, what he does, she does, is she places the ad in Indeed, then calls them a week later. Dude, that does not work. That person's I mean, long gone. Yeah. We had an example. We hired for a roofing, and it was, that was a framing contractor. He had a thousand framers. We hired 350 framers in three months. Now, the way wow. we did it, put a lot of ads on Facebook, and everything was in Spanish. Nothing was in English. Literally nothing nice. was in English. Period. Interesting. When they responded to the ad, it was, was 15 to 20 seconds before we got back to them. Wow. People have a very short attention span, right? Yeah. So when the guys, when Hispanic would be on you know, a Hispanic Facebook account, they'd say, yeah, I'm interested. Boom. We'd have somebody in South America call within, you know, 30, 40 seconds. Nice. This is the way it should be done. It's not the way contractors do it. And they wonder why they yeah. can't find people, right? So it's got to be hours at the most, not days. Okay. So yeah. interject yeah. here real, real quick. Can you use AI to, to do that? To, to they're not there yet, that? but they're getting close. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, I paid my, my, I had a boat insurance. I paid the bill. I talked to AI. I never talked to a person. I said, how can I help you? What's your credit card number? And I never talked to a person. They're using AI now. A couple roofing companies, as well as HVAC people are using it to call for inspections. Still mm-hmm. not perfect. It hesitates a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, now the conversation's fine. It's, it's perfectly capable of holding conversation in language one, but right. there's a little bit of a hesitation. Um, yeah. We use AI to screen resumes and we screen through people. I'm working on, you know, AI doing the phone calls to follow up on yeah. stuff. It's not quite there yet, but it'll be there in probably three or four months. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree on that because we're working on the same thing on the sales side of things because because of the marketing, we have to help get the contact there as quickly right. as possible. Now, what right. it is good for is taking phone calls, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you put an ad in, I love it now because when you used to call your insurance company, you got put on hold for like 20 minutes and you talked yeah. to somebody in India who didn't understand English, which sort of sucked, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, now I called him. Five seconds, this person picks up, hi, how can I help you? I want to pay my insurance bill. Great. I licked your number as this. You have this card. And I had this great conversation with this robot. And it was, <laughs> I didn't have to wait. It was cool. Yeah. I got the whole thing yeah. done in 10 minutes. So it should be better over time, right? So next, I have selection process. This is really important. There are assessments out there. We have really good assessments. I'll know more about you than your mom, Chris, if you take this thing. I can tell how smart you are, how honest you are, except Massachusetts passes dumb law. You can't test people's honesty in Massachusetts. I don't know what they just passed some rule like last week. Oh, that's weird. But in every other state you can. So we know how honest you are, how intelligent you are, whether you're going to be with a disc profile, what kind of person you are. We did thousands of these. So we have a, a perfect outline of a perfect technician or a salesperson or project manager, right? So mm-hmm. when they when they when they they do the assessment, we compare the perfect candidate from your like the kind of person you're looking for. So we assess your company, find out what your values, moral, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, or do you? And then we make sure the people that come to your company match those. And you can do nice. it all with assessments. Love it. Love so it. So I can tell you before you even talk to the person if they're going to match your value structure or not. 
yeah, and they're intelligent. That's pretty cool. And they can use a they can use like you know pick one. I just talked to somebody the other day and said, well, we hired this guy, but I think he did the the resume on ChatGPT because he wasn't what he said he was. Right. So, jeez. Oh, <laughs> so you got to be aware of that. So yeah. it's important assessments. Are, there's a lot of them out there, but you've got to assess the people. We also do video interviews, and we mm-hmm. ask a bunch of questions. So we do assessments, we do video interviews, and then we also do background checks, okay. do reference checks. Interesting story, Chris. I had a client, swear to God, this is a true story. He hired a bookkeeper, he got embezzled. Okay, that happens. All right. right. Yeah. No problem. Well, he hired another bookkeeper. He got embezzled a second time. He went to the DA's office and DA said, did you realize this person got fired for embezzling from their last job? Oh, man. Wow. (laughs) So talk about not doing a background check. Yeah, right. right. So it's important to do the background checks, all that kind of stuff. And then Next, you do, you know, reference checks and we should really be thorough. That's the higher slow part. Yep. Because yep. if you don't hire slow, you're going to make some mistakes. And that's why you need to take time. And that's who should always be recruiting to build the bench. Yes. And for sure. So these are best practices and you can build a great team. If you don't do them, you will suffer the slings and arrows of bad employees, which is terrible. You know, wow. one bad employee can cost you 50,000 bucks. Boom, done. Yeah. So those are sort of my base best practices. You have any questions, Chris? I do, right? So I want to dig in further. So you say you're working with 350 contractors right now, right? right? What would you say are like the cream of the crop, the ones that really have their stuff dialed in versus, let's say, someone that's really getting started in in their entrepreneurial career? What kind of advice would you give to them? I would say, one, have a marketing budget and a recruiting budget. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you're two guys in a truck, have a little marketing budget and a little recruiting budget, right? Yeah. I mean, I talked to a guy the day and he can do some marketing for 500 bucks a month, right? We yeah. can do recruiting for, you know, pick a number like 12, it's not much, but yeah. invest in your team and invest in finding good clients. Awesome. And the scale's different depending whether you, you know, are doing 5 million or 500,000, but the principle is the same. The other thing I would say is, do some research. It's, I mean, you can go ha- good hiring procedures. You can go to the internet and come up with a whole bunch of, you know, templates and that ask, kind of thing. Ask Chat GPT, right? Ask Chat GPT. Some, what yeah. is the best hiring? What are the best onboarding practices, right? You yeah. know, so develop systems. The biggest problem with most contractors is, you know, you can stay in business as long as you can afford to pay for your mistakes. Yeah. And a lot of people make mistakes and they go out. They hire the wrong person. They get the wrong client, you know, because you're not doing marketing. You take on clients you shouldn't take on because you're yeah. not recruiting. You take on employees you shouldn't take on. And that's what kills a business. Absolutely. So whether you're big or you're small, the principles are the same. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So we're going to take a pause here and go into our lightning round, which are okay. these are a few questions that we're going to ask. But before we do that, we're going to pause here for a message from our sponsor. RoofingSites.com. Since 2018, RoofingSites.com has helped roofers double their sales by getting their marketing right using the 4R Roofing Marketing System. If you're a roofing company owner wanting to grow your business, be sure to go to RoofingSites.com and sign up for a roofing marketing strategy session with me. And we're back. Okay. So you ready? That was quick. Uh, You ready for the uh, lightning round here? I am ready. Number one, Paul. What is your favorite personal hack? This could be a book, a podcast, anything goes here for your personal hack. I would say Sadhguru. Sadhguru. Okay. What is that? He is a mystic in India 
he actually has 10 million subscribers. Wow. Which is huge for a guy like that, right? No kidding. And his philosophy is you create your own reality, but he uh -huh. puts it in very practical. His book called Inner, Inner Engineering. And I think you should work harder on yourself than you do on your business. Absolutely. So I spend literally three hours a day either listening to stuff, running, exercising, meditating, whatever I need to do. So I would say as a hack, he's the best one I know out there. Love that. Okay, next question. What is your favorite business hack or book or podcast? I would say how to win friends and influence people. <laughs> Go back <laughs> to that. Napoleon Hill way back when, right? I mean, Chris, I had an instance one time. I remember it was one of those you know, epiphanies. I was driving in my car. My son, I've got two sons, one's 34 and one's 13, but that's another point. So the question was, we're down in the car. I said, Mr. Sandman, you're successful. You've got nice stuff. You seem to find off for going skiing. You know, what can I do to be as sexful as you are? And I said, tell you what, read Think and Go Rich. Read how to, I gave him a list. How to run fun. I get these are the five basic books. And I went, nah, I've got time to read that stuff. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. It's I like, said, okay, okay I'm giving you exactly what to say. Right. Yeah. It's it's not my problem. Stay poor. Especially now when you think about it, Chris. With the cell phone, 65 or 70% of the people on the planet have access to this, right? Yeah. Yep. That's access to all plan. You can either, you know, you can watch bad TV or you can watch how to be a better person or you can learn anything. So there's no excuse for people not succeeding today. At least the, at least the 65% of people that have access to information. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. So next question. What is the best advice that you've ever been given and bonus points for how you actually applied it? Jim Rohn, he was a, he's dead now, a great guy. He said, work harder on yourself than you do on your business. Nice. Yeah. That and I've taken that ties. Yeah. That kind of ties right back into what we've been talking about here. Awesome. Okay. Uh, last question here is how can the Roofer Growth Hacks family get in touch with you and how can we support you and encourage you? Okay. Well, the website is contractorstaffingsource.com. My personal email is paul at paulsaneman.com. You know, I, I, I'll take an email and send me. And my personal phone, it's my personal cell phone. I'm in Hawaii, is 415-599-9006. Call me. I'll be happy to talk to you if I can help in any way. That'd be great. Awesome. Well, Paul, thank you so much for coming on the Roof of Growth Hacks podcast uh, and just sharing all this really great information with the Roof of Growth Hacks family. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate being here, Chris. Well, how about that, Roofers? Was that pretty awesome or what? I know that there were tons of valuable hacks that Paul gave to us. My favorites, I actually have several of them, were the first one was always be recruiting, right? And that ties in with exactly what my coach told me and tells me all the time is always be recruiting, always be building that bench. Make sure that you never stop getting good people, which ties into my second one of what he said was, you are only as good as your team. And that's something that I have heard over and over and over again for the past 20 years, honestly, of my career and talking with other entrepreneurs and figuring out how they hack their growth. And, and the biggest part of that is having a really great team. And if, you're, if you don't have that team, I highly suggest that you get with Paul and get that going right now, right? And make sure that you start building that bench and recruit always, always be recruiting. 
Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Roofer Growth Hacks. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you connect with Paul as soon as you possibly can. I also hope that you connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram, or you can check out our website at roofingsites.com. And while you're there, you can listen to other previous episodes. I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, roofingsites.com. Since 2018, roofingsites.com has helped roofers double their sales by getting their marketing right using the 4R roofing marketing system. If you're a roofing company owner wanting to grow your business, be sure to go to roofingsites.com and sign up for a roofing marketing strategy session with me. Well, roofers, join me next time and we'll connect with another great roofing entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. Thanks and gig them.